0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Living in Love 24-7, the podcast. It's your girl, Sparkle, and we got Casey in the building. Hey, everybody. And today we also have a visitor, y'all, Johnny Reed. Um, Johnny is a Chicago native and the founder of Project Heal, Inc., which is a national mental health organization that offers two different programs, Um, trauma-informed education for school staff and adults, as well as mental health education for students. So we are going to dive right in with Johnny, y'all. Today, we are talking about our um, types again. This is going to be part two. Are you your types type, but the male edition? So Johnny, let's go ahead and dive in. Tell us, are you your types type?
1: I think, uh, first, thank you so much, Sparkle and Casey, for having me. Um, It's an honor to be here with the both of you to continue the conversation of um, Are We Our Types Type, part two? uh, And to just dive right in, Uh, from my perspective, I think there's like two ideas of what a type is, right? I think there's this conventional perspective of, ooh, what does she look like physically? What does her body look like? Does she got long hair, right? I think (laughs) from my perspective, I stem away from that. Because embedded in that is the objectification of beautiful people. And I think what my perspective around um, what what my type's type is, uh, to answer the question, yes, I am my type's type. Because my type, my partner, um, has very specific personal goals, very specific professional goals, and very specific spiritual goals. And so in this conversation around am i my type's type i don't think about type specifically i think about alignment right are we personally Mm -hmm. aligned are we professionally aligned and are we spiritually aligned and so to give an anecdotal example for each one of these specific components personally are we aligned so we both were raised in chicago um additionally we were and you'll see a lot of overlaps because um The personal, professional, and spiritual, um, they overlap. And so as I continue to tell this anecdote, um, you'll see. And so personally, are we aligned? We both are from Chicago. And the only difference from uh, where we grew up in Chicago is that I'm a South Sider and my partner is a West Sider. And so there's some tension uh, within that because we're from different sides of the city. But personally, we are aligned because our values are anchored in family, uh, servitude of others and growing into better versions of ourselves. Professionally, are we aligned? Yes, uh, because ironically and also surprisingly, uh, we're both educators. Um, I've been in education for the last 10 years of my life, um, in the classroom, in private education, and also in consulting components of my professional experience. And my partner has been a classroom educator for the last 10 years of her life. And she's now transitioning into a new career. And so professionally. Um, Is there alignment? And from my perspective, yes. Um, And interestingly enough, we're both in a a point where in which we are evolving professionally pre-COVID and also during COVID, where in which she's transitioned from being an educator to wanting to be a film and TV screenwriter in Hollywood. And I have transitioned uh, professionally into launching and also leading a national uh, mental health organization Um, and then last uh, and also most importantly spiritually are we aligned and so as a black boy growing up on the far south side of Chicago I was raised in a historically uh, black baptist church and so was she Uh, but within these within our spiritual alignment there, there are like very specific differences because how young black boys are raised in a Baptist church is completely different from how uh, young black girls are raised in a black church. And there are different expectations of the black boys and the black girls that um, are raised in, in, in the historically Baptist churches. And truthfully, we have a lot of tensions when we are having conversations around our spirituality, because I don't know what it's like to be uh, young Black girl raised in a Baptist church, nor does she understand what it's like to be a Black boy raised in a Baptist church. And I think that the alignment that we have identified within our relationships, anchored in our personal, professional, and spiritual experiences will position us to grow into better versions of ourselves, for ourselves, um, as we move together as partners. Um, so I'll put a period on it there and allow us to continue the conversation with subsequent questions.
2: I think we're done. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Right. I'm like that. That was major, man. That was deep. And I, I swear I would. I was not expecting that. To come out, and the 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 beautiful thing I just pulled out that was alignment, and that is amazing in all aspects—physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Like alignment is key, y'all. And like, man, okay, come through, black
2: man. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. I you know I had to pull out my pen. I have to pull out my pen, you know, and I hear certain things and it rings and I'm like, okay, hold on, I need to write about this. I and the one thing I did hear like you sparkle was who knows align and alignment and it's very important. And that's one of the things we often don't pay attention to, you know, in our relationships and we rush into things, you know, are we aligned, not just physically, but emotionally, you know, spiritually, you know, are we aligned? You know, mm-hmm. are we connected, you know, in that way? Because it's very important. And so the question that I have for you, um, Johnny, how did you know, you know, that you both were aligned?
1: Or When right. did you know that you both were aligned? Good question. Um, and so, again, I think it goes back to. I think what's most important language is important. Yes. Um, I taught African-American literature and I stressed upon my students that. When you're when you're communicating with somebody, the message that you're trying to portray has to be clear enough for the audience or the recipient to understand. Because you can be saying one thing, and someone else can be can be hearing another. And mm-hmm. so, um, professional experiences before I met my partner, professional experiences took me on a on a journey um, all across the nation and to other countries. But I Sparkle can attest to this. Uh, once I got back from all this travel. Um, I found myself in Washington, D.C. and I told Sparkle that my dear cousin, I need to find a girlfriend. I need to get into a position where I can find a wife um, who is from Chicago, who is like me, but just a different, just like the lady version of me. And she was like, boy, you don't need to be pressed about finding your partner. When (laughs) it's it's ready to happen, it's going to happen. And And so um, professionally, I was at a, Uh, a point in my life where I was ready to transition back into the classroom in Chicago. And so transitioning back into the classroom in Chicago, I made it a goal of mine to find like-minded people like me um, and build um, authentic friendships with people who could have have been my childhood friends. And once I got back to Chicago, I started to do that. And so what was at the top of my goal? What, What was at the top? of my list was just building authentic relationships with people who have my personal values at heart. And so when my partner and I met, I simply wanted to, uh, build an authentic relationship and then continue the conversation around how we can grow as friends. Oftentimes, uh, I think when people meet uh, individual of the opposite sex or people of the same sex, when they meet in the back of their mind, there may be ulterior motives or an ulterior agenda because they are thinking about that conservative notion of type. Right. Is this person my type? Am I attracted to them physically? Right. I wasn't thinking about is this individual my type through the conventional lens of am I attracted to her physically physically? Um, Is there something waiting for me physically at the end of this first date? But from my perspective, I was looking for an opportunity to build a long lasting relationship that was anchored in us setting goals around what we wanted it to be, not even being in a relationship, but more specifically being in a friendship. And I think that the first time we met uh, and we had a conversation, it was in a professional setting we realized that we were both educators. We realized that we both uh, grew up in Chicago and then the exchange of contact information occurred. And so as we think about those three specific categories, I mentioned earlier, personal, professional and spiritual, we met in a professional setting where there was alignment and then that linked itself to an opportunity for us to have a walk around the South side of Chicago where in which we were well positioned to grow into each other personally still with no particular ulterior motive of uh, sex in mind, or even wanting to get a good night kiss. We literally just had conversations around our hopes and dreams on the side of the city um, that was most aligned to uh, who we were. We were in High Park, historically black neighborhood, um, eating ice cream, just chopping it up as, as homies, as if we were, I'm saying six or seven years old. And then we realized that, Hmm. Like, if we had met 15 years ago, oh, we probably would have been childhood friends, like, slapping each other, scratching each other, or playing piggy on a, on a corner somewhere on the south side of Chicago. Um, but to answer your question in a very succinct fashion, uh, when I first met my partner, I knew for a fact that she was aligned to me personally and professionally because her heart uh, was anchored in creating educational experiences for students. Um, who didn't have the educational experiences that she had. And personally, she was a dreamer, uh, meaning that she wanted things for herself and for her family that her family couldn't even see. And I could completely relate to that.
2: I love it. I'm serious. Fargo?
0: Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm really just in awe. As you were talking about the story of how y'all met and stuff like that and how you guys... Um, you know, kind of was on the South side. You know, the first thing that came to my mind, okay, Michelle Obama and Barack, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because that is just so, I mean, man, that is really, really, I mean, I don't know, that's really deep and I just, I can admire, um, you know, the perspective uh, and like you keep saying that you were not necessarily looking through the conventional lens about type. That I feel like has just been, man, that's a game changer even in how I think about it because, it's, it's an interesting and amazing to hear a young man say that that's not what they're thinking about or that's not right. how they're looking at things when it yeah. comes to meeting and mating and, and courting and identifying their future partner. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, that, I'm just in
2: awe, man. I'm really in awe. Um, yeah. Because a lot of times we often, you know, get enamored by what we can see, you know, versus what we can't see. Yeah. You know, the internal, you know, actually having those conversations, you know, building friendships. And I tell people all the time, they kind of laugh at me. You know, the thing that keeps me and my partner going is that we really enjoy each other. Right. Like we are just really good friends. You know, and it can be in the midst of doing something, doing nothing. I mean, we just really enjoy enjoy each other's company. And literally after all this time we started dating in 2005, I still enjoy when he walks through the door.
1: Right. And I think that is healthy and oftentimes how I'll use I statements because I don't want to fall into overgeneralizations. I think that relationships are significant and they should be based upon friendship because if a relationship lacks friendship, when all of the, phys- the beauties of the physicality fails or when that honeymoon phase fails or when somebody goes broke or when tragedy strikes in the absence of friendship, what foundational pillars do you actually have to hold on to? Um, and I think friendship is a prerequisite to having a healthy, durable relationship. And in the absence of it, it's as if it has no infrastructure. I mean, mm. things begin to fall apart.
2: I agree. I agree I definitely agree I, um, I want to ask because in talking about your types, type and I love how you you know equated that to alignment if there is you know an alignment in a particular area you know that's off because you mentioned you know you know physical okay but not not so much physical you know but emotionally authenticity you know what yeah. your goals are and spiritually if there you know it's a little alignment is a little bit off there do you still see that relationship can be successful
1: great questions yes so in in our personal life um, there is an element of misalignment right um, i.e meat, and my partner's a vegan right that's Stark misalignment, in my opinion. That's me and my husband. <laughs> right, right. It's clear, clear misalignment, right, on like the most basic level. But we still find alignment in understanding that our health is a priority, right? Mm-hmm. And so, in not under, in the absence of communicating effectively and clarifying why is veganism or vegetarianism important to you versus. Why is um, eating meat important to me? In the absence of that, um, things can become personal, meaning uh, you don't want to cook meat for me because you think meat is nasty. So I'm taking it personal and Mm -hmm. I can begin to characterize um, your eating choices uh, because I feel insulted. But when we take a step back and I listen to my partner and she explains to me that her health, that her diet choices are in alignment to preventing historical illnesses like potentially breast cancer or cysts or ovarian cancer, then I can holistically understand why she has taken this approach and I can be well positioned to support my partner in being a healthy version, a healthier version of herself. And when I explained to her that I um, have been an athlete my entire life and Eating meat is a, a very like primary way for me to have protein, a very primary way for me to stay in the mental state that you love me in, right? And so if in order for you to understand why I am the way I am, you have to realize that my diet is an extremely important part of it. And so what we have done is we've normed on the type of meats that I do eat so that we have... Found a mode of compromise. Though my partner is not, uh, this, though my partner is vegan and vegetarian, um, she still realizes that meat provides a substantial amount of protein for me and has um, offered her a nutritional perspective in the process of me finding clean meats, organic meats, grass fed meats, um, so that I can be the healthy version of myself um, just as she is being the healthy version of herself. And so that's a, That's a a general uh, way of, that's a general example, but uh, a professional example is uh, my partner wants to be a filmmaker. Um, She is in a a top tier film uh, degree program right now, and that has uh, landed her in a school in California right now, we're virtual, albeit, but uh, I never wanted to live in California. Really don't really, I don't really care much about California. I love Chicago. Um, I love the snow. We're literally in the middle of a blizzard right now. And she hates it. Um, and I love it. But I think that if we align on our personal goals, I mean, our professional goals, and realize that our well-being, it is it is our responsibility to show up for each other in one another's seasons. And let me explain right. what I mean by this. Um, right now... It is my partner's season. She is in, she's a full-time graduate student. Um, she is in a process where in which she is in professional writing rooms, learning how to write TV shows, learning how to write movie scripts, and also learning how to pitch show ideas for the TV shows and the movie scripts that she has written. It is my responsibility to support my partner in the best version or in becoming the best version of herself because there is a long-term goal of her being able to live her dreams and provide for our family in a a meaningful way for her. Um, Right now, it is her season. Uh, Before this season, um, she was a full-time teacher and I was in the process of launching my organization and it was my season. Um, And we identified what my personal and professional goals were and we identified what her personal and professional goals were and we aligned on them by specifying a timeline wherein which we were clear on how long was my season going to be and how long her season is going to be. My season came to an end and I was able to scale my business into a national mental health organization where it's operating in 15 states and now the pendulum swung and we understood the process of what it took to support me in my season and we're leveraging those same uh, strategies to support her throughout her season. So, although I don't like California, uh, but I don't really have anything against it. I mean, though she doesn't necessarily like the snow in Chicago, um, when California opens back up, we're moving to California because we're supporting my partner in her season because that is the alignment that we establish for the betterment of our partnership. I love it.
2: I love it. So it can be successful, you know, when you, one, understand, yes. you know, the why, yes. you know, why is needed. Also balance, you know, yeah. and compromise. And I love how you say when it's, it was my season, now it's her season and it's her season. So I need to be where she is so she can be supported, you know, in that season. And so that was just going to be my next question. How do you navigate, you know, with someone, you know, or navigate your relationship when all those marks aren't checked? But I like what you said in regards to balance, you know, and compromise and understanding. And those are, you know, all key. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you um, for that. Also, how do you get over, you know, those roadblocks? If you have those roadblocks that may hinder, you know, your commitment to one another,
1: how do you get over those? That's a great question. And and like I am only 29 years old and I don't have all the answers, Uh, but I was brought up in a a very large family. And whenever I need answers, I simply reach out to those who have uh, lived longer than I have so that they can share insight and guidance. And so with my partner in this virtual uh, world, in this pandemic, world, I was like, listen we got, we navigating some issues that we don't have the answer to. So we about to zoom our parents and they, we about to share in an, in an agenda form. Um, what, what are we navigating and like allow them an hour, 30 minutes apiece to give us insight and guidance. And then we'll take what they share um, and apply it in the way, in a way that's best suiting for us. Um, and we found that to be effective um, because I don't have all the answers. Um, I mean, I feel like I can, I can express myself really well um, and I can also support my partner and problem solve, but feel like there are things that my partner's parents are more privy to just by virtue of them raising her that I may not have insight and guidance into. And so once we present in a particular circumstance to her parents and they walk us through how she would navigate that as a child and then further support her in identifying healthier ways to navigate that as an adult that helps me learn how to to best support my partner. And if she presents a circumstance to my parents and they walk her through how I would have navigated that as a child and now help us brainstorm how I can healthier, how I can navigate it healthier as a, as a, as an older man. And that offers her insight into how she can support me as a partner. And so um, I think it's a very privileged space to be in to be able to have each other's parents offer us insight and yes. guidance because oftentimes um, individuals don't have grandparents or couples don't have grandparents or or even parents to support them um, and I think that that's extremely point that's an extremely important resource that we have been able to leverage.
0: That is crazy. I had so many questions, like literally sitting here listening to Johnny talk. I you answered every question that I had. Like in just all that you were saying. And that is just amazing. It's so interesting. And I just love it. I absolutely love it. And it has been even, um, you know, keys for me, man. I'm just hoping that the listeners can really, really listen to this male, female, man. It doesn't matter. Take all the gems and everything you need from this. Right. Um, so we'll just go right into, you know, the practical applications. Uh, Johnny, tell us what are some practical applications that the listeners can, you know, take, you know, and apply to their own lives. And, you know, just from your experience, from your talking points, tell us what could they do? What are some practical applications for them?
1: I think when we are thinking through what is our type and are we our types type, always ask yourself, uh, what are the most important component of your life, right? And for me, that's personal, professional, and spiritual. And then following that question, uh, a subsequent question could be to ask yourself and your partner, what do we need to be the best version of us, Mm. right? And I think that in asking that, it is extremely important to answer that question, that question individually. So I, as partner, A, would answer that. And then my partner as partner B would answer that. And then we will understand that those are potentially polar opposites. But if we identify the midpoints, those are the opportunities for compromise and the, the nations for an incredible life together. All right? And because we can use that as our baseline to move forward and grow into better versions of ourselves for ourselves. And then last but not least, um, in times of tension, in times of problem, in time of conflict, just sometimes it's, it's extremely important to take a step back and say, or even ask, uh, what can I control? Uh, what can I influence? And what can I improve in partnership with my partner? Because oftentimes when I experience stress, I want to take a step back and figure it out on my own. But in, in pursuing that comfortable strategy... I leave my partner out, and oftentimes that could be a very isolated experience for my partner. But if I am experiencing a challenge within my partnership, it's extremely important that I identify what I can control, what I can, in, what I can influence, and then share with my partner how I think I can improve, and then allow my partner to be a partner in holding me accountable towards only focusing on what I can control only influencing the important components of my life and, and improving the components of my life that needs to be improved so I can feel like a better version of myself for myself and also for my partnership.
0: Mm, I love it. I love it. That was it. I'm so serious. I, I mean, I love it. Thank you, Johnny. Oh my God, for being a part of this conversation. Hey, y'all, take the conventional lenses off for real. That yeah. is key. Take the conventional lenses off, man, when you're thinking about your type um you know what i'm saying see it in a different light see it from a different way and um you know just consider the alignment we talked about this in the last episode the foundation man the alignment of things with you and your partner that is key you know what i'm saying see past all of the superficial stuff man and really really get to the root and the foundation of who you are and who that person is and who you guys can be together i absolutely love this conversation I'm so serious, Johnny. Tell everybody where they can follow you, man. Seriously, where they can find out more about you, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, you can learn more about me as Johnny Reed at Real King Reed uh, on Instagram. That's the word Real R E A L King K I N G Reed R E E D uh, on Instagram. And then about our organization, Project Heal, um, we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at. Project HEAL, I-N-C, all one word. Thank you so much for having me, Sparkle and Casey. And that is my type's type.
0: I love it. It's Living Thank in Love 24-7, so y'all. Okay, don't forget, y'all, follow Coach Casey. Follow Living in Love 24-7. This is it, y'all. Gems, love, heal, grow, inspire, all that. We love y'all. We out. Bye, everybody. Ciao. Yeah.